Come and Peter Lynham. Are you there? Uh, yes, how's it, how's it going? It's Very good, good, it's good. Now, uh, we've got a rather interesting slash quite dense article um, that you've sent through us, sent through to us to, to dissect this afternoon on That's the Spirit. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Um, uh, so I'll try and do the uh, art of reducing it down. Yes, to yes, please. yes, please. Yes. So what they're identifying in this article is a tendency for the very secular culture of Silicon Valley and of the computer nerds world often would seem to be very, very secular, very rationalist, mm. you would think, because that's the essence of computer programming, I suppose, yes. mm. um, that, that you would find a very high level of anti-religious rationalism yes. in this context. Yes. But what they have identified in looking at a series of intriguing organizations, most of which I've never heard of before, but obviously very popular in that context, um, is that they're all, there's an gr- enormous, enormous flourishing in the Silicon Valley setting, or, or among Silicon Valley people like it, of a whole range of extraordinary, well, exotic, colourful movements that are far from rationalist. Yes. Um, and, and some of them are very, very much involved in the kind of the, the, the world of magic, the world of, uh, you know, exploring um, the hidden nature of meaning, mm. which you would have thought that the very rational approach of computer programming wouldn't have allowed people to take that out. What are some of the most colourful examples of things like looking for Atlantis? Yes, yep. So so they, they pick out a series of groups. The Intellectual Explorers Club podcast mm. is one of the ones that they talk about where people go off exploring really quite unusual approaches to the nature of knowledge and then they have something called the Californian ideology. Yes. Uh, hippie mysticism and relentless self-development. Yeah. And this notion of self-development is really quite an important flourishing. And mm. if you go out into the metasphere, if there's such a word, um, you find everywhere people are trying to become deeper. And deeper seems to mean less rational and much more exploratory. Um, and what they're looking at. Are we just and bound so as as human beings with, you know, some level of consciousness? Are we just forever going to be bound to like the search for deeper meaning? And what does it yeah, all mean? Like I'm reading this article, and it just sounds like the new wanky way of like a new way of spiritualism. Is it? Is that what we're dealing with here? Like, what's the what's the real um, meat of this? Well, well, the heart of it is that they tend to combine their devotion to some kind of computer programming Mm. with really quite strange, and they're using the term post-rationalist. So it's not as though these people have lost their rationalism, but they have developed from it into a search for alternative rationalisms, which are mostly about personal fulfillment and deep meaning. And actually, when I think around... uh, the more interesting sectors of the university world, and there's lots that are really, really, really boring, of course, mm. but if you think around, you do find people these days um, who might once upon a time 
had been sort of religious in a more traditional sense, that they're, they're quite likely to have adopted a whole set of um, interesting personal ideas, the kind of own self-designed rational universe, but not quite rational at all. Mm. And I think that's intriguing that the article is pointing out. It's hard to know from the, the article it, it's tracing a set of examples, but all of the examples, uh, uh, what do they add up to? Because they're not all pointing in the same direction. Yes, yeah. So this, for example, you know, he talks about a secular solstice that people went to. So this is the attempt to search for a new type of kind of religious traditions. In New Zealand, of course, Matariki would be the way it would be developed. Mm -hmm. But in the, in the U.S. context... He calls it a, a non-theistic version of Hanukkah, in which a series of battery-operated candles were lit and extinguished to represent the snuffing out of superstition. <laughs> battery lit, yes. It's so good. <laughs> Thank you, it's science. Complete, completely wacky. Yeah. Um, and if people are searching for something that offers some sort of meaning like this mm. and so deep and profound things are symbolized by you know, more and more clever gimmicks in a way yes yes now i mean <clears throat> at the heart of rationalism peter it's just basically that they kind of believe in a observ observable facts right it's just kind of like a math well, mathematical type also, yeah it's a mathematical model let's observe Mathematics doesn't need any observations at all. Mm. Um, it just needs theory. But so, so it's post-rationalist in the sense that one of the assumptions around mathematics mm. is that you're not trying to construct a universe that has no connection with observable universe. Mm. It has to have some point of connection. Whereas these post-rationalists post yes. are clearly Sorry, why? What was that about the dark web? Why would they? These people be going to the dark web? <laughs> that was beyond me. I could not follow the logic there. But there is an interest in advocacy mm. in some of these things, and it goes back for generations. I mean, it's intriguing, you know, that first great rationalist Sir Isaac Newton mm. spent a good deal of his, the latter part of his life trying to find a formula to make gold. Yes. Out, of, out of substances. And so he was definitely into a search for occult forces, yes. mm. which might, in fact, really control the universe. After all, it wasn't gravity <sighs> oh, of exactly man. this wow. substance. Okay, so these guys are... Would you say that these new rationalists are also on the search for the occult in some some kind of... Yes, uh, the, the occult and the payoffs that'll come. Yes. The payoff if they get there. Okay. You know, so, Would you say that this so, is the, the the strongest of the fringe groups, like that is into the search for the occult at the moment, or, or are there more powerful groups that are into the occult? I think that increasingly this is part of the current appeal of the occult, but there's a lot of people mm. whose occult practices go back to, you know, the, the inheritance of spiritualism, especially, which mm. you know, in New Zealand, 
was one stage of the Big Bang movement. Yes. And so there's, there's quite a lot of people also who draw on, say, traditional Maori notions of magic. Yes. They're trying to make sense of that. But it's not impossible for those two dots to be joined up as well. Mm. Because an intriguing thing that is going on today is search for Maori um, spiritual traditions and you're trying to see through new age lens. Mm. 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 Um, Peter, I'm like quite fascinated about this, like the search for gold and using the occult. Is anyone else, do you know, obviously Sir Isaac Newton gave it a good go, but anyone else out there currently that's their jam? Any other religious groups trying to turn make gold with the power of the occult? Um, no, I think they're all into cryptocurrency. Okay. <laughs> that well, makes it's, total it's interesting, sense, actually. Yeah. It's interesting that you mention that because like, about 15 paragraphs in, one of the movements that are brought up uh, the the ones known as transhumanists who want to integrate oh, yes. oh. the biological body yes. with yes. computer yeah. chips is that well, yeah. what's that no, whole trans, thing about transhuman, transhumanism is a very very big movement today so transhumanism is trying to work out and of course AI feeds into this perfectly but the transhuman movement goes back a long way before this. And so it's trying to find out what would it take to reproduce humanity in some kind of virtual way. Mm. Mm. And, well, AI makes us realize you can get pretty close. Mm. Mm. I mean, it may not make any sense, but it, but it, but all the bits are sensible. It's just that, you know, the, the total addition may not be perfect. Mm. So, you know, transhuman is in... Quite a lot of people who are sort of vaguely philosophers and um, mathematicians are playing around with these ideas. And it makes sense that there's a kind of spiritual, used in a kind of quotation marks, um, spiritual dimension to what they're talking about. Mm. Mm. Hey, Peter, this... So uh, I we watch the space. It's, yeah. man, it, like, I guess it's quite a dense topic. Um I I think there's definitely some scope for us to come back to this and uh, dig a, dig a bit deeper. I reckon. Especially mm. find the the way to make gold. Yes, certainly. Do you know what I think? Cryptocurrency is like a bit of magic. No one really knows what's going on there. Someone's yeah, written yeah. a bit of code, and everyone's getting money. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> except like except like all pyramid schemes. Yeah. Last and least game. Yes. Hey, Peter, thank you so much. We'll talk to you next Monday. A pleasure. Bye. <laughs>